Hi, I'm Tristan Miller, and you're listening to Positive and Negative, a podcast about the intersectionality between mental health and the arts. Today on the program, we have comedian, writer, and musician C.W. Headley. Here he is talking about the romanticization of mental illness. I think we do a lot of work to uh, romanticize uh, this stuff, you know? We don't do it on purpose, but... um I don't know, especially with stand-up. I, I did it a second ago without meaning to. Like, you were asking, why don't I take medication? And then the first thing I said is because, like, you know, the guys who were great, they didn't take it, and they're funny. And we, we kind of uh, perpetuate that, right? We love that story of the yeah. guys. Yeah. Williams, he was a funny, really talented guy, but he became more compelling in everyone's head after we knew that was behind it. And that shouldn't yeah. be the case. Yeah, we shouldn't think of it that way. So Yeah. This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Tristan J. Miller to support this program and others like it. You can follow C.W. Headley on Twitter, myself at Tristan J. Miller 1. All right, let's get to that interview. Um, but when did you start uh, doing stand-up and stuff like that? What's the story there? Uh, yeah, I guess it was three and a half years ago. Uh, maybe it's going to be four soon. I kind of oh, yeah? lost track. It's one of those things where you start and stop the first time. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. But how long have you been doing it? Uh, about no four. Idea. About the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Three, four years? Yes, it's going to be four soon. Uh, I started, again, I, I, I stopped for a long time, and then I got back into it. But why, uh, why was the stop about? My, my dad died, and uh, oh, okay. yeah, I was trying to make it funny immediately, and it's just <laughs> difficult. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I've gone through th- weird things, and be like, okay, what's the joke? Right. And then, like, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah there's nothing. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, why'd you start, though? Uh, why'd I start in the first place? I don't yeah. know. I, I guess... Uh, I just didn't think I was going to... A lot of people have the thing where they, like, grew up, like, oh, it's... Yeah, I didn't... Yeah. It wasn't a thing for me. I just... I mean, listened to a podcast. It was Mark Maron's podcast. And, uh... I don't know about you, but when you're not from New York, you don't realize how easy it is to just do it, right? Because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In your head, you think stand-up, you, you know, you have to be... It's a long process before you get on stage. Mm-hmm. But he mentioned going to a mic, and you just walk in, and you, and you just sign up, and you can just do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's crazy, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was that easy, so I did that, and I... Uh, the first time I ever went up... Uh, I did one-liners and I wore a suit. Amazing. Or <laughs> tweed suit. So funny. <laughs> can, I tell you, <laughs> can I tell you? I had that thing too. Of like yeah. it's a show. I gotta dress yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But like the also the image of you specific as I oh, know yeah. you now. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. Very <laughs> like, sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> it's always hot in the back room of oh, whatever yeah. bar you're in. Yeah. Yeah. How'd it go? The, that's the, the problem. I think most comics who keep doing it the first time it goes well and it, think, it makes you think. Oh, I'm just like a na- I'm like just a natural yeah, boy, yeah. Eddie Murphy. First time went amazing. <laughs> Second time I bombed harder than anyone's ever bombed in history. Yeah, but I was still like, oh, they're just wrong. And so <laughs> <laughs> you had to figure out how to get, you know, write jokes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Where are you from? Uh, Pennsylvania originally. Okay. Yeah. Were you doing stand up there? No, I started in New York, Pennsylvania. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm always curious about guys who start other places because I hear other places people are just like hungry for stand-up so yeah. mics or people just go to mics to watch and shit is that true um a, you? Uh, a little bit yeah. i i only once again i did a couple of them like right. unfortunately like the one mic i did was in like a pizza parlor so oh, there was no. a bunch of like 12 year olds it was terrible <laughs> um but then the you know the cabaret nights like yeah. the theater people would show up and okay. i remember i was doing some joke about like shitting myself or something and i look out and there's like four 70 year old women who were like oh cabaret i'm sure there's gonna be singing and dancing i was like i'm so sorry (laughs) um 
But yeah, you were in Pennsylvania. We, yeah. What were you... If you only been doing stand-up a few years, what were you originally doing? Well, like, what was your... Well, yeah, so in high school, I was uh, big into uh, movies. My buddy mm-hmm. had a buddy in high school. We did write really bad uh, scripts and stuff and sure. uh, film them. And that was my big thing is to... Uh, it was so funny because... Uh, I had this awful... I don't know if you ever had this before, but like a passion project when you're a teenager. Oh, 18, yeah. And in your mind, it's like, if this just gets a scene, it's going to be brilliant, and you're yeah. so behind it. And I read it recently, and it's uh, it's so hard. I can't imagine I, I liked it so much. It's terrible. That's hysterical. Yeah, that's always really rough. Yeah, when you find out... It, it was called Theater of the Mindless, and it was a... Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> that's a great sign when the title gets a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, just so you know, it wasn't a comedy. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was just a it was a love story, but uh, but everyone were fawns for no reason. I'm not making that up by the way. It was like, like fawns, like with like, the, like goats. Yeah, yeah. yeah so just Fair. in New York, and I'm like everyone's like just fawns, just like symbolic of something. I don't know what I'm going for. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I know I I hear you. I've started and stopped so many like oh if this just yeah, works and right. like unfortunately um in minnesota fortunately and unfortunately in minnesota yeah. there's a fringe festival uh-huh. so it was in a couple of like bad plays that yeah. i'd been a part of and right. i was just like Ugh. yeah <laughs> and thank god like they're not recorded or anything yeah um but so what made you transition like what's there's i understand kind of where you're coming from yeah is it just like stand-ups like film or like writing but there's like a lower bar that's that's a big part of it the stakes are lower but also it's one of those things where as a guy as a writer i think um one of the most maddening parts about it is you write stuff and it's it's a it's a long time before you get to find out if it's good or not right because yeah yeah you you get with a writing a movie you have to write the script and then everything different pieces different collaborators and stuff and people have to give you money you're right exactly if you find out if what you're writing sucks immediately if it's good immediately on stage and that's kind of like if it's fulfilling in that way you know yeah and you said the bar is much lower too it's like you know that makes sense yeah the the marsh brothers used to tour every movie as a show to see where the laughs were. I know that. I'm a big yeah. fan too. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a really, I think very, very smart. I think if fucking Seth Rogen did that, maybe the, yeah. the movies would be a little different. Right. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. But that's cool. So you started writing scripts and then yeah. did you go to school for that? Or? Uh, I yeah, have a brief uh, pace but I dropped out immediately. I didn't yeah. last too long. Yeah. Um, Why is that? Well, because like, I think uh, the film is the biggest one of these. Uh, music's one of these too. But you ever meet a person who's like a musician but they're clearly just they just love music and they're not good at music right <laughs> like I was yeah. movies I love, love movies doesn't mean I'm, I'm supposed to be a filmmaker I just yeah, I'm yeah. a big fan and most people are uncomfortable just being fans of stuff they have yeah. to like be a part of it but sometimes yeah. you can't you're, you're just not you're not you don't have the skill to be a part of it like if absolutely the best thing you have in you is like the Italian job and just do something else you know <laughs> It's a fine movie, but it's not, you know, we don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think a lot of people are very uncomfortable these days of like, oh, I just like stuff. Exactly. It's like, how can I monetize my hobby? Yeah. It's exactly. just like, what are you doing? So you, you start in comedy, and it was because of the, like, being quick, the quick response time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you also play music. Yeah. How'd right. that start? Oh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I was in a 
awful uh, band. <laughs> There's a lot of consistent <laughs> themes. You're like, oh man, I didn't like what I, I did. Yeah, uh, I was in a terrible uh, band in high school called the Brain Invaders. Amazing. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> fantastic. I love that so much. We played our school. We we lobbied to play our school dance, and we're all good students. So Mr. Bugleby was his name, the principal, <laughs> and you let us play, and everyone hated it because you know it's. Uh, <laughs> Because like you're not playing the hit. Yeah, the literally Usher's playing, and everyone's. Uh, all right, stop uh, playing uh, modern music against uh, this band. You guys know him, <laughs> the Brain Invaders. And I remember this guy, and Matt Bonchek was his name. He went, not doing this. And he, and he, he walked out of the room. I never forget, <laughs> I never forget that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so it started there. What and you do uh, musical comedy? Yeah, yeah. And when did you start putting those two things together? Well, the songs like? even then were always like kind of vaguely funny. But mm-hmm. then, uh, like, uh, I used to uh, make picture songs and put them on YouTube. I'm feeling really depressed, you know. Uh, one of these to help me just like uh, making a super super dark silly song about how sad I am. Yeah, it makes you feel better, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you kind of get a step outside yourself. This is ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I do remember in high school, I was also in a, a couple of... It was the same band, but we kept switching out into other people, so oh, we had to keep renaming it, which, yeah. you know, that's not, like, the Stones. They're yeah. still the Stones, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. though most of them are dead. Right. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember also doing, you know, the Flight of the Concords, Hip Hop Epotamus versus the Rhinoceros for a school talent show that oh, wasn't wow. my school, and yeah. it's on YouTube somewhere, and I'm still embarrassed well, by it. Was it It... Did well, yeah. Did they know that it was them. I think it was. They knew it was a cover. They knew it was a cover. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Great, though. yeah. Um, but so absolutely humiliating. I yeah. fully empathize with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you do get a when you're depra- like you get to step outside yourself and right. like I remember taking like Green Day really seriously oh, as sure. a young man, <laughs> yeah. and now you listen to those like man. Yeah. Aren't they like thirty? Oh yeah. <laughs> like what's <laughs> going on here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, when did you, like, first start, like, getting that inkling of you being chronically bummed out? Oh, this is, like, it's forever. It's one, it's, it's hard to identify as a teenager, because I, I, I would have to imagine, because I've never been a normal teenager without, uh, an awful brain, but I imagine, <laughs> like, a normal te- teenager with a good brain, even still as a teenager, just gets sad. Cause oh, yeah. being a teenager is sad and hard. So when you're a teenager, <laughs> it is. isn't it terrible? It's awful. So when you're a teenager, like, depressed, you, your parents, they don't know, they tell you this is just what being a teenager is. Yeah. But then you're like 22 and like, oh, I still, I don't feel any different. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to grow out of this. Yeah. Know. And I feel like a lot of college age kids are just like, it's just the same. This exactly. is the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh-oh. There's so many phases where you go, this might just, you might grow out of it. Um, I, I do wonder what the, how it's the different character of it. Because again, like teenagers who are just sad because the pressure of being a teenager versus a teenager who has depression plus that stuff. Yeah. I wonder how, like, a, even a psychologist would distinguish between the two, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it must uh, be some kind of... Because yeah. it's this weird thing of, like, a lot of teenagers are suicidal and they do kind of yeah. grow out of it, but then I remember, like, I had a few friends growing up that were, like, in it. Right. And I was like, hey, man. Yeah, yeah. Are you good? Yeah. Um, but, so it really started presenting itself when you were, like, in your early 20s then? After you dropped out of college? Yeah, well, I guess it's always been uh, sad. I, I realized it was like a problem that wasn't uh, like just circumstantial. When it, it gets it, it gets worse, I think I think it's funny that uh, I don't even the same thing, but there's always a new uh, thing. Uh, there's like a, every like a new symptom, you know? Let's oh, like an expanded sure. universe, but for 
sadness symptoms. <laughs> this guy's now added to the roster. Absolutely. Yeah. I understand. Like, I'm actually currently going through a thing of, like, I think it's this. No. And then I fix that thing. Yeah, it's like it's, I yeah. described it the other day of, like, you have a hole in a boat. Like, you keep right. trying to plug them, but they, they, the ship's still sinking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We've hit the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> um, that makes sense. Does the comedy help? Do you think? Well, I'm not sure. I know that the the uh, depression hurts the comedy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets in your way. It's what I don't know how people. Do, one of the, you always hear about all the great uh, minds and artists who were sad. I'm a big fan of Van Gogh, for example. Yeah, yeah. Jenny Wolf, you name any of them. But they're like so productive, and it's like, do you ever feel productive when you? I, <laughs> no. Yeah. How do they do that? Absolutely. I have no concept of that. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't, I mean, and I think, like, honestly, I think the drinking helps, because yeah. you're sad, but you're still, like, you're you're out of your own way, in a way, because you're, like, you kind of schlep the anxiety part to the side, right. and I know when I was still drinking, like, that was a huge part of, like, I'd get drunk and be like, okay, now I can write, or it's whatever It's an incredibly interesting statement, so, I mean, because you, you're uh, alcohol-free now, yeah, but you can acknowledge that the alcohol helped you be productive while you're depressed? I, I think when you're in it, yeah. you think, at least you think it is, okay. but I don't, I also, like, I have no idea, I mean, with Van Gogh, he was also, like, bipolar, so he would get... A lot of speculation, yeah, yeah uh, of, like... He had seizures and a lot of different things. Also, he ate paint, which was bad for your body. Yeah, yeah just a truly horrible, <laughs> yeah, horrible yeah. situation. And I I think it's very funny, to be yeah, honest, yeah. that he's so romanticized in as much as, like, he was missing teeth, he smelled bad, he yeah, was they, insane. Yeah. He was not pleasant to be around. We got a Van Gogh fan, because no one ever knows that part, that he was, yeah. like, a smelly guy with missing teeth. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And not just that, he was, like, a religious fanatic, so he would just yeah. he would rant at people and everyone hated yeah. him. And then he was, like... <laughs> <laughs> He used to be a pastor, and yeah, then yeah. his church was like, you gotta go, you're exactly. too high. Yeah, exactly, what exactly. <laughs> we yeah. all love Jesus, but calm Jesus. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is hysterical. Yeah. But yeah, I have no idea, like, whenever I've been depressed, it's always been like, how do you combat it? Like, yeah. how do you do it? It's always, I mean, so the thing is, like, every episode is a, it's different, it's different mm-hmm. characters, so it's like different, like, weapons against it. Sometimes, I guess sometimes seeing friends work, sometimes it makes it worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what I, you know, what happens, it, it never feels the same, it always feels like a different disease, you know? That's the, the biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I could absolutely understand that. And, like, what's worked for you in the past? Uh, nothing yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, um, do you think the... But do you, going back to the original question, do you think the, like, endorphins of, like, making people laugh, does that do anything for you, do you think? Uh, yeah. Do you, do you feel more or less depressed after a show? Well, you know, when they go really, really well, it's, um, it's nice, because I guess it's like a light at the end of the tunnel, you go, oh, I keep doing this stuff, and it keeps going well, there's a version of me that can maybe be, sustain this feeling. Mm-hmm. But usually, you know, look at the kind of shows we do, we're like, yeah, uh, you it's know. it's five people. Yeah, most of the time, they're not amazing shows. Mm-hmm. Or they're good, but the stakes are so low, it doesn't matter that they're good, and that kind of thing, so. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe if it helps, it helps maybe marginally, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a big... If I didn't do stand-up, for example, I think I'd be maybe 0.2% less sad. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you keep doing it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to ask you, why do I keep doing it? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you're good at it. Oh, I think that's you. probably why, to, yeah, be on, yeah. like, to be honest with you. And there's... I think there's a... Even if you're depressed, there's a satisfaction sure. of going, I am good at this. yeah. Well, do you, I mean, it's funny, I don't want to be about with this, because I understand you, th- you think about this stuff a lot. Uh, you meditate on a lot, right, depression and stuff. Yeah. 
uh, unfortunately, it's kind right. of a requirement at this point. <laughs> right. My uh, my brand is now tied with being yeah. mentally ill. That's a good thing, I think. It's you know helps a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But let's if you were a, a, a professional therapist, right? Sure. And like patients who are in the thick of it, sadness. In terms of like them dating, what would be your recommendation? Would you just would you say it's healthy for a, a person who doesn't have their mental stuff figured out to date a person, or do you think it's unhealthy? Think it, it helps with that stuff? Oh boy, that's like a case by case basis. Yeah. I know in my own personal experience, like I've be- quickly become codependent with people okay. when you're depressed a right. lot of the time because you seek a sense of validation from that other person, yeah. and then you're handing them all that power, and they probably yeah. don't want it. But, on the other hand, um, a lot of the times you get a sense of security, which is really, really good, and a rock in your life that, like, at least this thing is consistent, if it's a good relationship. So there's positive and negative to that. That being said, um, I think relationships are more successful Mm -hmm. when you do have a handle on what's going on, or at least are acknowledging what's happening. Right. Um, because the majority of the relationships I've had that have ended badly were when I was like, ah, I'm fine, I'm just weird, or whatever, but, like, since I've really done a fair amount of work, I'm like, okay, now I can get out of my own ass. Right, right. And focus on the other person and loving them. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. The validation thing is so interesting because, uh, no one, you don't think about it in those terms, you know, being a person who's always seeking validation, it's like, you think it's a chore to be that guy. You don't think Mm -hmm. it's also a chore to have the responsibility of, of validating a person too yeah it's yeah. exhausting <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been in that situation as well where yeah. someone was like very timid right. you know yeah. and I was like just calm down like <laughs> I don't give a shit yeah yeah and then like when that sort of thing cause I'm I'm very emotionally needy uh-huh. and so whenever I get into that position with my current girlfriend she, she's like please can we just stop and I'm like I'm sorry I know this is exhausting it's yeah. exhausting for me too well, right yeah. I'd rather not feel this way some people don't. I never believe that people say some people aren't anxious. It's not true, right? Everyone is. Some people are <laughs> to a certain level, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think because like it is. I think it's situational. Um, I think yeah, people have got like they're nervous for big tests. They're right. nervous for like things going well. Yeah, they're nervous about their career. I'm sure. Right. But like the difference between, from my understanding of like nervousness and acute anxiety, is like yeah. you can be on a couch watching Netflix and you're still like, what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, your mind is just constantly going. Do you do you have uh, anxiety issues? Do you oh, think? Yes, yeah, it's so uh, terrible. It's, it's like it's so bad. I it's uh, this, is, this is perfectly illustrated. I have started a new job, and I'm mm-hmm. very I'm always worried about my voice. I think it's a uh, both nasally and like neurotic in a way that implies like uh, me being not intelligent. Oh. So when I started the job, it's like they they do pitch meetings every morning to when you're pitching stories. I'm so nervous about it. It's true. I uh, changed my voice for the meeting. That's hysterical. And they, people knew immediately, I guess, but uh, so they got to me. I'm like, oh, I got a couple stories I think might be good. Uh, ch- uh, maybe we'll see. And my voice, why are you doing that? Uh, wh- why are you talking like that? And I don't know what you mean, so I talk. Uh, this is it. And I'm so anxious about uh, using my real voice. I tried to pass. It's an obviously, I guess it's obviously fake. Yeah. Laughter. Okay. No, no, no. It's not, it's all, it's not obviously fake. Just knowing you. And then also right. I used to do that sort of stuff oh, all really? the time. I was yeah, so yeah. nervous about people misperceiving me and wanting yeah. to be in control of my own identity. Right. Yeah. Whereas like at this point, it's like, they're going to project whatever you want. They no, want. Th- yeah, that's true. Like whatever yeah. they want from you, that's what you are. Exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah. But that's very funny. How do you cope with that? Like besides doing funny voices? Yeah, I don't know. It's so, it's just, I, 
but every time it's just like a tangent of uh, worries I have. From I have a bad hypochondria to just let I'm constantly worrying about a thing all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a terrible. I don't know. I guess there's medication for it. I hear. I hear you, yeah. you can take pills for it. I haven't tried it yet, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Do you do anything that like do any mental gymnastics to calm yourself down? I, yeah, I tried. Um, the grounding techniques used to work. Just being like. You know, since I'm afraid on a train about something, and it's like you're on a train right now. This is a seat. That's a person. Mm-hmm. This is your. These are your fingers. You have ten of them. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But then now it, I, I'll do that, and it just goes off into a thing where it's like, all right, here's your hand. Why are you shaking? Do I have MS? Maybe I have MS. <laughs> I have MS. Then look it up, and then you know. So. I understand that too. Yeah. When I'm doing that on the subway, um, I always go with the the feeling of the subway moving against my feet. It helps you. Yeah? yeah, it helps because yeah. it's just like oh. I am on a train. I'm not at home. I'm not, like, hallucinating I'm somewhere else. Right. Which is helpful for me, personally. Yeah. But, yeah, I absolutely understand that weird spiral you can have. Perpetual spiral. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, it turns into an orbit, hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Have you ever done any medication for it? Not really. I tried uh, Klonopin, uh, Mm. a for anxiety, but... And that that did help, I guess, sort of... uh, but the problem with medication is that uh, you take it for long enough time and you get better and your brain goes, I don't need any more to better. Yeah. You're better because you're taking medication. Yeah. I just haven't gone back. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're aware of that. Of like, oh, maybe I... Yeah. 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 Have you done any therapy? I did. I've yeah, had a therapist a long time. Uh, she's great. I My problem with therapists is that I always end up taking advantage. Like, you know, every therapist, when you if you're like crazy enough, they'll, they'll do the thing of like, oh, here's my number. If it gets too bad, you know, call... And I would call, like, way too many times you're supposed oh. to. And then, like, all right, this is not what this relationship is. I'm not paid enough. Once again, the validation thing. Yeah, exactly. Do, do you think that comes uh, nature, nurture? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it must... I, I would have to assume it's nature, because both my parents are very famously not crazy. They're, uh, <laughs> they're very just regular people, you know? Yeah, but do you think you, you got enough from them growing up? Well, no, my see, I'm, I'm reconciled with my dad's stuff now because uh, both your parents are alive. Yeah, they are. So when a parent dies, and I mean, the first thing is just veneration because you they're dead and you miss them. So it's only all the memories, just the good stuff, like oh, yeah, best dad ever. And then after like year two, you're like, oh, I wasn't great. And then year three, you're just straight up mad at them. <laughs> and year four, yeah, you're going through the stages of grief. Yeah, exactly. Year four, you're in the middle where where I'm now is that looking back, my dad wasn't always uh, the best, uh-huh. you know, and I think he might have contributed to a lot of stuff inadvertently you know mm-hmm. uh, it's just with mental health stuff uh, you know we, we don't think about this it's like it's we've been t- trying to kind of address it relatively recently yeah like in american history yeah absolutely yeah so no one really knows how to deal with it or figure it out you know so yeah i was listening to fresh air the other day yeah and it was like like prozac was invented in like the, the 80s Wow. Yeah, people forget, like, that's where we are. Yeah. And people are, it's this very interesting climate right now with social change where people are like, why aren't we further along? It's like, because it's been 20 years. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) It's such a great, yeah. Women just started voting. (laughs) What are you talking (laughs) about? Yeah, yeah. it's true. (laughs) Baby steps, baby steps. Um, And feel free to ignore this question. Do you think there's any difference being depressed when you're black than when you're being white? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, again, I I always talk about this, but it's true. It's like with... uh, like the black experience mm-hmm. there's some reason there's so many reasons to be sad as a black person <laughs> in America so. it feels more valid yeah you go to a psychiatrist like I'm sad well yeah of course <laughs> obviously you're black <laughs> I'd be sad if I were you too <laughs> it's hard to diagnose Ooh, that's funny and even black family like, my dad was the same way because it's like it, you know from families of like 
so used to having so little that like if you have like my dad if you're like if you're fed and clothed mm-hmm. then what, don't be sad what are you sad for like when I yeah. grew up you know I grew up with a fucking two shoes and, a, and whatever yeah my, father, my dad grew up in the 80s he was lying but still yeah. he'd always say that like, oh, you know yeah but I guess it's, I don't know I do you think it's harder being black and depressed I have no idea <laughs> I can't answer that for you CW I'm sorry yeah uh, that's fine but yeah I mean I feel like, uh, from what I've seen, there's, like, a different social dynamic. Yeah, like, oh, sure, yeah. I feel like white people are, in general, more willing to coddle each other. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, uh, how, what was it like when your, like, dad passed? Uh, yeah, it was, it was rough. We were, I uh, weren't speaking because he wasn't uh, very happy with my, uh, life choices. I didn't, uh, you know, uh, my dad was really all about, he wanted me and my sister to go to college. My sister's two years older, and, uh, she did all the traditional stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, they they pushed us hard in school, and we did well, so to my dad, it was like, it was a waste of doing well to not go to college. It's like, why'd you not hang out with your friends and go to parties? You're just gonna not go to college now. <laughs> Which, he's not wrong about that. Yeah. I could have been, like, having sex and doing drugs in high school. <laughs> you know, I might as well have been. <laughs> so, uh, we, so, we weren't speaking, and then, uh, he had a, went into a coma, and it's one of those things where, uh, you ever see those movies when a, pr- a person goes into a coma, and... and the person who's estranged, I try to talk to them in the coma, and usually yeah. it's like, like one a single tear fell down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it didn't happen. He just like he shit himself and died, <laughs> and so <laughs> it wasn't the fulfilling at all. Yeah. So now there's this hanger now where I can never reconcile with him ever. It's like yeah, you know, that, that opportunity's gone. It's just kind of that's difficult, but I'd imagine. Do you hold that? Do you think about that every day? Every single day, yeah. It's because I'm not religious at all, so there's no. I don't have a thing of like. Maybe you'll see. It's like I, I, to me anyway. As far as I know, once you're dead, that's it. You know. So mm-hmm. I hope that's not true. Do you know? I have no idea. You don't know either. I can't uh, know yeah, that yeah. either. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> I don't know about being black, and I don't know about the afterlife. Well, you haven't got, you haven't got this one. You had, you have a, a kind of a vibe of like you know stuff. Oh well. Every time we see, I want to ask you questions. Like, <laughs> well, that's fine. You but can. It's not, yeah, but you don't know them. You don't yeah, know them. God's I, real. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't. I know. I felt him, but I'm also insane. So like, there's no. <laughs> I was talking to my mom about that. Of like, there's never gonna be any proof for me. She's like, well, that's not. That's a bad <laughs> way to look. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and she was like, that's not a great way to look at. Like, listen. Yeah. Because she's like, maybe it's both, and I'm like, maybe it's neither. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe exactly. I'm actually not insane, and yeah. there is no God. Who yeah. can say? Who can, maybe, no one knows. Yeah. How we might be in the Matrix. Right. But um, do you think it made the depression worse overall now that you're missing a parent? Also, I'm yeah. sorry for your loss. That must no. be rough to go through. No, it's, yeah, it was, yeah, it's okay. Um, I don't, I'm not sure because, uh, again, like... With never, it'll never happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. Uh, I, I don't know if there's a natural life. My parents are going to live forever. I know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Yeah. I don't know because, uh, like I said, with the, that stuff, the depression stuff, it's like... I, I, you always see commercials about depression and bipolar disorder and stuff. In my particular case, it's uh, I, it's hard to define. It's all it's all over the place. Like I've had occasion where I've, I've heard things, like you would get with like schizophrenia thing, but yeah. it's, but it's not. I don't have any other symptoms of that. And then I sometimes I just cry for no reason. That mm-hmm. happens with some frequency. And then sometimes I just get it. it's like I don't know what it is exactly. So like it is, but I'm trying to say it, it doesn't feel like uh, like I'm sad. It just feels like my body's just kind of going nuts, you know. Sure. I don't get the depression when I'm just in my bed, like going, um, you know. It's more like one day it'll be a whole day of my body just doing random stuff. Interesting. And not working properly. You know what I mean? Fascinating. Yeah. Um. Well, with the the hearing things, that's often like just anxiety. Oh like, yeah. Oh, that can happen. Yeah. If you're anxious, you can like 
have audit specifically I believe auditory hallucinations of like because you're worried that right. something's gonna happen and so you probably picked up on a tiny sound that your brain was like oh it's this oh wow that that that, that makes total sense yeah so like it's a sound that's actually happening yeah but it's loudened by your yeah and out. you're trying to find a problem that's how I view anxiety you're trying to you feel anxious and you're trying to find why that makes total sense yeah yeah um but so you don't think it, w- but you don't think the depression was made worse by your father's passing at all, or like f- briefly? Yeah, or? my general disposition, I guess, is sad. Or the thing I worry, ne- one more thing I worry about, I guess. But I, I don't feel like the. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Like, do you have that thing where, like, I do this sometimes? Where, like, you're leaving a show or you're leaving a friend. You're like, oh, I might never see them again. Yeah, no, I don't have that. No, do that? I do, I do. <laughs> I have that. Um, I can't tell you why, but like. Mm. I will constantly be like, I have to make sure this person knows how I feel about them. When you leave their company. Yeah, because otherwise, like, if they're gone, they're gone. Well, what do you think that's from? That's interesting. I, my mom was sick a lot growing oh, okay. up. She's lupus, so I think it comes yeah. from that. Like, I think a uh, lot of my anxiety. And know when she's going to be here or not. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Is it a mood? or you, So, you, let's say you're hanging out with your friend drinking beer, and then it was get, the tone was get super serious out of nowhere? Like, no, you know? no, it's uh, constantly internal. It's oh, like, oh, okay. In this moment, oh, I see. I, like, you could leave this apartment, and I could never see you again. Oh, interesting. You don't, you don't like, act on it, though. You don't, you don't go Well, away. I'll generally be like, okay, I'm going to give this person a hug rather than saying blah, blah, oh, okay. blah. Or if I actually love them, I'll say I love you. I right. w- but it's not like... I'd be right only, you know, that you yeah. don't like it. I'm not going to look someone yeah. in the eye and go, I might never see you right. again. Well, I think that's the that's a good impulse, though, right? I think that's better than it isn't. Yeah, I think, well, there's parts of that that, like, are, like, very productive. Because it yeah. makes you really cherish time you have with people. Right. But on the other hand, you are emotionally needy and constantly checking in to make sure people are okay with you. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to die and go. everyone go, what the fucking asshole (laughs) because like that's rough but like I don't know like it's an upside and a downside to it you know emotional neediness is different from narcissism right but is it closely related I think okay so here's my hot take (laughs) Um, self-loathing is the same thing as self-obsession I agree with you 100%. Yeah. yeah. So if you are trying to be emotionally needy and you're trying to get validation from someone else, you're still obsessed with yourself to right. a certain degree right. of like, please validate me. I don't really care about how you feel. Yeah. Except exactly. for positively towards me. Right. Whereas, like, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, what matters is, like, do, are you contributing to the economy? Right, right. <laughs> are you not being a dick? Yeah. Has uh, the, the, the way you feel ever, in, like, stop you from doing comedy or performing yeah, or stuff. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, the biggest thing, uh, the claw on my side, I think, uh, with this stuff, uh, is I, I had uh, last year, almost exactly this time in March, I, mm-hmm. I got uh, an agent for stuff. Yeah. And I, I, you know, after it didn't work out, I told myself it's because, you know, this is how it happens. Everybody gets, you know, everyone fucks up their first agent, which that's not true. But that's what I said. But it was yeah. absolutely, I got it my own way for sure. You know, like yeah. I uh, let my... Like, anxiety about stuff, like, you know, just get in the way, and I wasn't very... I think when you get an opportunity, you're supposed to kind of run with it, and uh, I wasn't in a place to run, you know? It was just very, yeah. like I said, self-loathing and self-doubting, very self-destructive impulse. I have that a lot. Yeah. I always just sabotage myself, you know, like, uh, any way I can. I, I quit a lot. I've quit so many jobs for no reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but tell me more about that, like, time. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it was. he was really nice, and uh, uh, another comedian recommended me, and uh, he watched me do 40 minutes, and it was going well, then he started pitching me stuff, and I, I panicked that, like, 
what if I fuck this up? So what I, I think I did, I didn't know I was doing it at the time, but I kind of started getting mad at him about the stuff he was pitching me. Like, oh, the other one is, I don't, what do you look like? I'm not going to, I'm like a no one. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go for this. It's not my thing. Well, you know, I'm not going to, whatever. This is dumb. And it just kind of just self, just imploded, you know. Mm-hmm. And then once it was over, he was very nice about it. But I think he, it was clear that to him that I wasn't ready because of this stuff. Yeah. And then it was clear to me I wasn't ready because of this stuff. So mm-hmm. now I'm trying to work on this stuff. So if that ever happens again, I won't be... Uh, dickhead about it (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely I think the biggest thing to creating consistently good material is just getting out of your own fucking way yeah it's so tough though yeah it is because like specifically I think stand up is actually almost easier in this way because you instantly know like you were saying yeah but like if you're writing a screenplay or you're an actor and you're going out on auditions a lot like there's no one telling you yeah no that was fine exactly yeah and so you're constantly like fucking what yeah um but have you ever been like doing a show and have you had to leave? Oh yeah, this is a. I, I was hosting a show when I started. You're hosting. Sort of crying on stage. Was, oh my god. Well, it was really funny in retrospect because <laughs> uh, I was a big up guy. He's a really funny guy, Ian Hunt, and what I cried is because I was I don't know why I was doing it, but I'm like yeah. this next comic is really funny and you're gonna like him a lot. Oh, that's so sad. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the quarter remember it's true. Was, I don't. I couldn't see the guy, but I heard a guy go, this nigga crying. Like real low. tell you yeah. do you tell that story on stage i'm not no, oh no. my god that's so funny it's also so like i think it's also indicative of something a lot of people don't understand about mental illness of like it can just happen like just yeah. like an asthma attack can it's, happen it's like an asthma attack exactly it can yeah. just be like oh now i can't stop talking or now yeah. i just can't stop t- crying whatever it is <laughs> yeah exactly <sighs> um how do you go about writing material about this sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I have a chunk about it. It's just one of those things where I think uh, we talked about before. It's one of the things that helps you about it you, when you're going through this. You have to ask yourself, what's silly about this? And you gotta mm-hmm. go from there, you know. And if it's silly to you, it's probably hopefully silly to other people. And also, like I said, this stuff is so pervasive. Everyone deals with it in some way. It's instantly relatable if you don't, you know. I mean, there's a there's a risk of ruining the mood, which I'm probably both done at some point. Right, going oh, to this for stuff. sure. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Keep it light, you know. Yeah. Usually, usually I, okay. I absolutely agree. I try to keep, like, I view it, the job of a comedian is, like, making things light out of things that are heavy or dark. Right, right. But I did do, I was doing this show in a gay bar, and yeah. I, I'm sure you heard my opening line of, like, I sing, I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I had said the word depression, and a woman at the bar literally went, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I was yeah. like, okay, here we go. This is my eight minutes. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You're already not on board. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, do you think it's easy? Uh, to write about it? Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's, it's always harder to write about stuff that actually, you know, affects your life. Mm-hmm. Easy to write about silly stuff that's uh, not, you know, that's just dumb. But, you know, because again, it's like, uh, wouldn't being vulnerable that way, you're always afraid of that kind of situation. I feel yeah. like, I don't want to hear about your fucking life, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want to bore people. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. You don't want to bore people yeah. about being sad. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is actually, I think, a huge part of it. You do a um, the with the musical comedy. You work with someone. Yeah, like, Ethan Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, did you write with each other? No. So right now we're starting to do it now. But the songs we're doing now are, are songs that I, I I wrote and uh, uploaded to. I made those picture slide songs, and mm-hmm. then they were just uh, just for YouTube and uh, whatever. And then someone saw them and asked me to do a show on it and I just figured it would be better with two mm-hmm. people singing 
And so uh, we did that, and now, so the songs are, lyric-wise are the same used to be, but dynamic-wise, we he added a lot of just like, because I don't know if you've met him, but his whole thing is he's uh, kind of, and they go, oh, this guy is like a, like a cunt guy, you know, not like in a bad way, just kind of like a, you know, like a yeah. pretentious guy. So the first time we did it, it wasn't planned, but I said a word wrong on stage, mm-hmm. and he berated me for two minutes about it. That's and everyone, very everyone loved it, so now that's what we, that's our thing now. I that's say a dumb thing, it makes fun of me, we play a song. <laughs> that's ideal. That's yeah, ideal. Exactly. That's, uh, I think that's romance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not to get too personal, but yeah. you're, um, you date, you've dated comedians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never done that. What is that like? Uh, it's interesting. I think it's, it all depends, uh, but for the most part, I think it's uh, it's good because you know the stuff. So you're perfect. You're not dating a comedian, right? No. So there's things that you have to do or go through that would be very alien. It must be alien to her, right? A little bit. Yeah. She kind of <laughs> she yeah. gets up and like, I don't want to hear about this bit. bit. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So with the dating of me, they get that. So the flip side is, it's nice. I imagine it's nice to. Like have a person who, because she's a your girlfriend's active in another way. She's like a writer. Yeah, she's a screenwriter. So to hear about a whole other world of stuff is probably refreshing and nice. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know we, we're both comedians, so a lot of times we just end up talking about comedy a lot or each other jokes or like a thing we joke we heard or stuff, mm-hmm. which is fun. But I bet, you know, oh, what's being a dentist like? That might yeah. Be fun too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there's a you, with all friendships and relationships, you have to find out like what's new, what's what yeah. can we connect on. Yeah. Um, do you like go to open mics together? Like, no, I can't. Uh, I can't watch. If she watched, I can't have her in the audience, or I get so freaked out and nervous. Really? One time she, uh, came, I was on a show and she just walked in and on and on stage when you have to. You have to leave, and no one knew we're dating her. So it's like, so, oh, it's so funny. Like, it's fucked up, dude. What are you kicking her out for? She wants to watch the show, and I, 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 I should have explained it, but I didn't know. I'm sorry, I don't want her in the room. I just can't have it. Well, that's what, what's that about? You think? Well, it's again, yeah, it's like the validation thing where uh, I'm so my one of my biggest anxieties is like, like this is maybe ridiculous, but she's like, she sees me bomb just enough times to go. Yeah, I don't want to ever fuck this guy again. Which maybe that's not a thing, but it's in my head. There's a, a number. There's an exact number. It's like seven. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I don't think that'd be the case. Right? I guess not. It's not a thing that. It's like, like yeah. I don't know. I mean, like if you're, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like there are other problems. Oh sure. <laughs> like things that are more important than what. Because yeah. like that's, that's the unfortunate thing about being a comedian is you put so much self worth in being funny. Exactly. Where it's like, are you nice? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> are you Do you nice? cook? <laughs> No, that's you. Know, like that's so true. With this, look, like, one of the, the things she complained about the most is that I don't address the mental health stuff. I don't go to therapy, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, you're right. I'm like, what is it they got? I do well enough enough times. It's certainly a lesser issue, but yeah, that's the thing I'm focused on. You know? Yeah. Do you have any goals uh, vis-a-vis like mental health stuff in this? Yeah, I, I like. I would like to be able. To, cause I have. A, this is a comedian uh, who deals with the stuff, and she's doing great. She's a uh, uh, Maddie Smith. She, she's killing with it. I would love to like. I don't, so you don't care this stuff, I know that. But I love to live in a world wherein this stuff doesn't actively hinder me yeah. with you know my objectives, you know? Mm-hmm. I love the idea of I'm sad on a day, but I can still go up and do a show and be funny. Yeah. Because some people can do that. I'm sure you do that, right? Just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, the set changes, obviously. Sure, the yeah. ener- energy does. Right. Your goals are to not get out. What are you going to do about that, CW? What are you going <laughs> to do? No I have no idea. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, currently, I'm trying uh, doing nothing, and it's not working. Yeah, so maybe I should try something, but I don't know. <laughs> Therapy didn't work either, though. I, I don't want to do medication, but why I, not? 
Well, I'm kind of afraid. Even though I gotta be honest, every person in my life who's done that has I haven't heard anything negative about it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you hear the legends, right? About people who do medication, they're like zombies or something. That's yeah, I mean, like you're probably not gonna be put on lithium, though, bro. That's true. Yeah, I know. You'll probably be fine. Yeah. Um. Here's my other thing, though. Yeah. So, I've been on medication for about three months now. Okay. I don't know. I think my work has gotten more consistent, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, my life has been more even keel. Yeah. And because of that, this shows are easier. Sure. I'm not worrying about other things when I'm on stage. You don't feel like you've lost anything creatively at all? I don't think so. Because yeah. I think here's the thing. Uh, the thing with mental illness, and this is the tricky thing, because it's a, it, it's a your brain tricks you yeah. into thinking that it's, it's much like an abusive relationship of, like, mm-hmm. your mind is like, oh, you need me to do this. Right. Whereas, like, no, your personality, you're probably, CW, you, as a person, yeah. are probably pretty darn funny. Yeah. Whereas, like, the depression is probably not funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can, you can turn things into them being funny about the depression, but that's right. not... Irrespective of, yeah. That's not the anxiety or the depression, that's you. Yeah, well, uh, one of the things that, uh, that's that been, uh, if anything, motivates me to try that stuff is I think about, we just mentioned Virginia Woolf and Van Gogh yeah. and stuff. I-, I bet if they were alive now, oh, yeah. they'd, they'd, pro- they'd probably be like, we-, we didn't have these resources available to us. It's almost insulting to not take advantage <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How like, dare you? Yeah, they would electrocute them and stuff, and, you know, Virginia, you're being a woman, you know, yep. doing that stuff. So it's like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I absolutely understand. And it's also one of those things of, like, do you want to be happy or do you want to be prolific? Like, one of the two things. You can do yeah. both, too. Yeah. And I find more and more, like, I was so surprised. I recently listened to an episode of, um, I can't remember what it's called, never mind. But um, an interview with Paul Tompkins. Oh, yeah. Who's, like, a really, he comes across as, like, a really even-keeled guy mm-hmm. and, like, really funny. And he's been on antidepressants for years. Yeah. And he's like, that's the reason I feel so even-keeled. Like, oh, it's because yeah. I was depressed and then I took medicine for it. Right. The same way, like, and it is, like, and I'm not trying to, like, necessarily convince you, mm-hmm. because you, you're you going to do whatever you're going to do regardless. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that so far it's worked out for me. Well, I was going to say, even not just anecdotally, but I think the, by now, I, there must be just as many stories about the crazy guys who made great stuff as there is about the crazy guys who took medication and made better stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, right now, there's so many of those people who are, you know, like Maria Bamford to any yeah. of those guys. To yeah, Gary Goldman's yeah, killing it. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, you probably, I mean, you're almost definitely right. Um, How do you feel about people using, like, that shit's insane or that shit's crazy? Do you take any offense to that? No, I don't get offended by much, so to be fair, but uh, <laughs> I, I can see the issue. Only, only, I mean, the only thing, issue I take with any of that stuff is... Uh, I think uh, we do a lot of work to uh, romanticize uh, this stuff, you know. We don't do it on purpose, but um, I don't know, especially with stand-up. I I did it a second ago without meaning to. Like, you were asking, why don't take medication? And then the first thing I said is because, like, you know, the guys who were great, they didn't take it, and they're funny. And we we kind of uh, perpetuate that, right? We love that story of the guys. Lauren Williams, he was a funny, talented guy, but he became more compelling in everyone's head after... We knew that was behind it, and that shouldn't yeah, be the case. Yeah, we shouldn't think of it that way. So yeah, but do you think there are cases when people are better at the thing you do because of it? That must be true sometimes, right? Well, I mean, okay, this is what I think. Um, when people aren't medicated, they can 
they won't be making that kind of work again if they're medicated. And whether or not that value is good or not right. is, like, kind of up to the audience. That's interesting. The other thing, like, for example, Kanye West was like, I couldn't make this album if I was on medication. And yeah, that's probably true. Like yeah, and I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> but is the album good? Did people say so? So it might be worth it for you to not be on medication. Whereas, like, for me, I've <laughs> written things when I'm in a manic episode and look back, I'm like, oh, this is shit. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, you still have bad days even on medication now, though, right? Don't oh, absolutely. I yeah. was, like, crying yesterday. Are what you do you kidding? do about that then? On your- I, like, you have to, like... Now this is your interview. Me. I know. Sorry, it's yeah, all good. It's all good. <laughs> on, on this, it's like you know you have to take it like. Unfortunately, this is the cliche, but you have to take it one day at a time. Like yeah. you have to go. What's going on right now? Right. I'm in a bed, or I'm watching TV, or like that thing that I'm worried about. It'll either work out or it won't. Like it's. I can steer. Like I feel like the biggest thing is like you can steer your life only so much. That's true. You yeah. have to like. You have to just, like, nudge. It's all nudging. It's never, like, hard lefts or rights. Yeah. With some exception. And generally, those are not positive changes. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. anxiety is just an ego thing where you don't want to just not be able to let things go. Like you said, either it'll work out or it won't is true, but you, you don't want to give that that power. Like, I want to be the... have to make sure I, everything's okay and I have the power to do that. Yeah. And you know one does, obviously, but... Yeah, and that's hard. It's a hard thing to go, I'm not in charge of my own life to a certain extent. Yeah. And I think the things that are positive is, like, if you focus on the things you can control. Yeah. And that's mostly your behavior and how you react to things and the things you spend your time on. Right. And it's hard sometimes when you get in that cycle of, like, having a bad day. But Mm. at the end of the day, it's a day. Yeah. You, like... Today I woke up and I was like, I got eight hours of sleep. I did all my chores before noon. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Right. I'm great. I'm yeah. having a great day. Yeah. So there's always that. Yeah, sure. It's mm-hmm. just a day. It's good. It's just a day. It's just five minutes. You can always do something for five minutes. Exactly. It's a Miller coinage like that. Mm-hmm. You got anything else you want to say? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No? Yeah. Okay. That does it, huh? <laughs> yeah, <but> we're <laughs> all about done here. Yeah, this is fine. I like this. Enjoy it. Good, I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you for doing it, by Thanks the way. Thanks for having me on, yeah. Mm-hmm.